0: Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to... Wow, it's May the 31st, Pentecost Sunday, we call this, and uh, so good to have you with us this morning. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, The weather's gotten a little bit cooler, but that doesn't really matter because we're all inside still, or maybe some of you are on your balconies uh, watching this, but uh, welcome this morning, and I'm just going to... um, intro the service with a word of prayer, and then we're going to have two songs, and I just want to thank Simon and Terrence uh, for collaborating and putting this together this morning uh, before we go any further. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have. Wow, when I think about the book of Acts, and I think about how the people back then in the first century would have used this technology that we have, um, God, we are so privileged and live in such a time where even though we, we face this this sort of surreal pandemic, we are able still to be with one another using all these electronics and using the internet and all these things. So God, I pray we would use it well, and I pray we would just take advantage of the moment to worship you and to praise you today. Uh, We give you thanks, God. You are good, and we thank you that we get to be a part uh, of what you're doing on planet Earth, and we get to be a part of the, the, the church worldwide. And uh, we pray, we think of our world, God, and uh, we pray for uh, people who are on the front lines, people who are serving in, in various kinds of healthcare situations where they're at risk. And God, we pray that uh, you would protect people. We pray that you would use us to be your agents, God, of, of healing and care in this world. Uh, Lord, we think of, uh, of a time when there'll be a vaccine, and uh, where this is all going to go back to so-called uh, normal, or what we have been used to. Uh, but Lord, we have a moment today uh, to worship you and to praise you, so uh, we take advantage of that moment. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Come to the water, all who are thirsty. Come and be filled. Oh, come, come to the river, brothers and sisters. Come and be healed. Come and be. We believe in the kingdom come, we believe in the risen Son, you bring our hearts to life. Lord, we come with our hands up high, we believe you will satisfy, you bring our hearts The risen sun, you bring our hearts to life. Lord, we come with our hands up high. We believe you will satisfy. You bring our hearts. revival come Let the people sing The glory of your name Let revival come Let the people sing The glory of your name Let revival come Let the people sing the glory of your name, the glory of your name. We believe in the kingdom come. We believe in the risen sun. You bring our hearts to life. Lord, we come with our hands up high. We believe you will satisfy you. Bring
2: a promise and it won't stop Your presence is an open door We want you, Lord, like never before Your presence is an open door We want you, Like never before
0: Lord, may your may your presence uh, not be something that we that we squander God uh, we can walk and talk with you we can experience life with you and it is a, an, an open door Lord uh, of, of fellowship and of communion with you and God forgive us so often we just forget about that and we just we just go through our day and we go through the, the motions of life. And we forget, wow, God is right here with me today, and uh, there's an open door for me today to have fellowship with Him and to talk with Him and to hear what He has to say. And and Lord, I pray You would help us. It's such a, a learned um, discipline to kind of discern Your voice and to understand what You're saying to us and to hear uh, Your prompting and sense it and... Um, so I pray, God, that we would, we would be people who would just silence the, all the other noise of, of life, that we would be able to hear from you clearly. Uh, God, I pray you would comfort those who are hurting today, those who are confused today, um, the people who are watching now, people who will watch a recording later. You would bring encouragement, God. You would bring comfort. You would bring joy. You would bring hope. You'd bring healing. You'd bring uh, redemption. Uh, and Lord most of all you would bring your presence we pray in Jesus name together and everyone said amen amen and welcome again today thank you so much for joining in with us on the 31st of May 2020 man I can't believe we made it this far It's like it feels like the year is over. And uh, we're about halfway through now, right? So we move into the month of June, and uh, today, of course, is a special day in the calendar. Today is what we call Pentecost Sunday, and I'll explain what that is uh, when we begin the message. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, maybe you're here for the first time. Maybe you're watching us for the first time on this feed. Perhaps you've watched during the week, and you've taken a look at the video teachings that we've done. And so if that's the case and you're here for the first time, can you do me a ve- very simple, very easy favor? Take your smartphone and text reach the one all one word to 9000130, the numbers on your screen there. And if you do that, uh and just reply with your name, your email, uh I will be able to send you a little gift in the email that you're going to enjoy very very much. Uh, So please do that and make yourself uh, known in that way. You can also check us out online at citypointchurch.ca. All of our contact information is there as well. And I would invite you to visit our website. Our Connect page has all of our sermon content on it, audio and video. I know some people are not great fans of Facebook, so we do put it on our website as well uh, as a recording and you can share from there, and I would just challenge you, um, this is the time, and you'll hear about this this morning, this is the time when you press that share button, okay, on whatever whatever device you're using, or whatever format, share, 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 you never know who's going to watch, who's going to listen, and there's all kinds of stuff floating around online, my goodness, the bandwidth being consumed, and you get the good on Facebook, you get the bad, and you get the ugly on whatever, not just Facebook, but all over the world, all over the bandwidth, everywhere, and there's all kinds of information, well, we're talking about what we have in the Bible, and in the message of Jesus. So I would challenge you to share, share, share. And remember, today is a real, real special day because in about an hour and 45 minutes, we are going to have our weekly Zoom call. We're doing it at 1 o'clock today. All of you should have received the link already, okay? You should have had it in a text message and in an email from me. And on that Zoom call today, we are going to play a quiz. And we did this at Easter. It was a big hit. And we're going to do it again today. And this will be the last time we do this with a huge prize giveaway for the winner of a 30-question quiz on the Book of Acts. Okay, this is going to be a 10.2 inch brand new ipad mailed to your house okay (laughs) courtesy of me we're going to send that to you and this will be the last time we do this all right this is a big big prize so you will definitely want to join in and um, even if you don't win it's so much fun to play that quiz Uh, you need a device to join the zoom call and then um, you need a second device to answer the questions, all right? And that's the, that's the easiest way and the fastest way that it works. Uh, play as a family, but there's only uh, uh, one prize distributed, okay? Like if you're a family of three, four people, don't log in three, four times. Just one person logs in, and you can all try and answer the questions as a family. So it's going to be a lot of fun at 1 p.m., Uh, today on our zoom call and uh, remember as well uh, stay consistent in your giving thank you so much for your generosity over these uh, these months of quarantine pandemic whatever you want to call it Uh, this allows us to continue to support our missionaries the mans and the charbonneaux the charbonneaux are in haiti and the mans are here in canada and um, thank you so much for doing that And um, we, our online platform, all of the stuff that we're doing costs money, and uh, we keep it going because of your generosity, because of your faithfulness, all right? So today, we wind up our series, Christ in the Crisis. This has been a series on the book of Acts in the Bible's New Testament. And as I've said before, many people, when they have problems in life, Uh, They don't turn to the book of Acts. They turn to maybe the book of Job, uh, which is a great book to read when you're in a difficult moment. Uh, The Psalms bring great comfort to people when they're in moments of crisis. But I I would argue that the book of Acts is also a great book to read because it shows you a rather unique snapshot of how the early believers, the early followers of Jesus... Lived And how they behaved and the challenges that they faced and the lives that they lived and even the deaths that they died. So um, we've been looking at this as a way to say, well, how do we cope with crisis moments when they come into our lives? um so we we talked about various kinds of crisis you know the crisis of comprehension god why are you doing this what are you doing the crisis of conversion that moment when there's this 180 degree change in our lives that's actually more of a crisis moment it's not always a blissful joyful happy moment we talked about the crisis of miracles we talked about the crisis of persecution of exclusivity uh the crisis of freedom last week and today we're going to talk about the crisis of delay this is from acts chapter 17 and paul is in the city of athens here and this is foundational stuff for us because in the crowd that he is teaching in the city of athens you have a very similar crowd to what we live in here in the 20th century in the modern age um he is not in front of a group of jewish people he's not at a synagogue at this point he is in the areopagus And he is talking to people of various kinds of philosophies, Epicureans, Stoics, skeptics, and there's a whole host of philosophies that were around back then in the Greco-Roman Empire. And these people like to hear the newest, latest ideas about lifestyle, philosophy, religion, culture, all these kinds of things, a bit like a modern day talk show uh, in many ways. And so uh, the Paul gets this opportunity to get into the Areopagus. It's like an arena in uh, Athens. Fantastic opportunity. And um, it starts with him noticing that there are a lot of idols kicking around. And this, we're told, uh, bothers him, and um, he, he finds it greatly disturbing if we read uh, Acts chapter 17. And so he has his moment, uh, starting in verse 22, in this meeting uh, of the Areopagus, where they want to hear the Apostle Paul. And this is what he says, "'Men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious.'" Notice, he doesn't start the conversation by saying, men of Athens, you're all going to hell. You're all idolaters. Look at these idols everywhere. No, he takes a different approach. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. Now what you worship as something unknown, I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world, he's talking right from the beginning about creation and everything in it, is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. They are in a temple built by hands of sort. The Areopagus was a place of worship, but it was built by human hands and they're surrounded in that area of of the world, by all kinds of temples and all kinds of gods and goddesses uh, in the Gre- greco-Roman system, and he is not served uh, by human hands as if he needed anything, because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else, and from one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the time set for them and the exact Places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek Him and perhaps reach out for Him and find Him, though He is not far from each one of us. For in Him we live and move and have our being. That is not a quote from the Bible. That is a quote from one of the local uh, pagan poets. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. That's a quote from another poet. It'd be the same as you trying to share your faith with somebody and quoting from a popular uh, song on the radio or something. He's doing the same thing. And here's where we get into the crisis of delay. when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. And that is his little sermonette. And in there you see very clearly at the end the crisis of delay. Today is the day of Pentecost. Pentecost comes from the word 50-50. Uh, we do not see this word anywhere in the Bible except in the New Testament, the book of Acts. and um, we talked about this at the beginning of our series. This was a Jewish holiday of Shavuot they called it which was which meant weeks as basically 50 days after the second day of Passover and it's a harvest holiday. The, it was the change of the, uh, the the harvest of barley to the harvest of wheat. so it's about a harvest. And uh, the Jews were obligated to go to Jerusalem and make an appearance in the temple uh, at this holiday. And it was on this day 2,000 years ago, probably the year 33, uh, you know, 50 days after Passover, after Jesus had been executed on the cross and raised from the dead. It was on this day that the Holy Spirit was poured out on the people in a very significant and unique way so significant and unique that peter gets up and explains it and he says the time of the of the latter times is now here uh quoting from the old testament prophet of joel uh, about how the holy spirit would come on all people male female uh Regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of background, regardless of gender, regardless of position in life, the Holy Spirit would come on all people in the latter times, the latter days, before the great day of the Lord. And so this is what Peter recognizes 2,000 years ago. And so every year the church commemorates the day of pentecost as a kind of a celebration uh and it's often said the church was born on the day of pentecost the new uh community of faith around the person of jesus was born on that day and so we often celebrate and we often commemorate and we often uh cheer with joy and we say the church was born and that's all good but there are many questions That sort of bounce around in the halls of our mind on this particular day of Pentecost in the year two thousand twenty, and to be sure, whenever we read the Book of Acts, and I I I hope that many of you have been reading through the Book of Acts, and I can see uh, people watch those devotionals. I've got thirty of them uh, online on our Facebook page and our website, and I see people watch them. Most of you watch them after, you know, watch them live, but I hope you've been watching learning listening growing um, and there are questions that just come into our mind anyway when we read the book of acts the most common one that i've ever heard is is well why are there why are there seem to be less of the miraculous signs and wonders in these things that we read about in the book of acts why is it that today it doesn't seem to be the same that's a really common question that people ask when they read the book of acts and we dealt with miracles Uh, in our series in the crisis of miracles but uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about these things today Uh, but this is the year 2020 and so there's more questions and more urgency about these questions uh, today and they all really have as an answer our subject matter for today the crisis of delay people look at the uh, the time that we're in now This is a time of worldwide pandemic. Now, unless you're 105 years old or at least 102 years old, you have never lived through a time of worldwide pandemic. And of course, we read the book of Acts and we we say, well, why? Uh, What is God doing? Why is this happening? And, And the like, and we ask these kinds of questions. When we start to look locally, when we start to look at our own world now and today and our own lives today and our own experience today in our own country and our own province and our own neck of the woods, uh, what are we seeing today? Folks, if we if we look at the news of the last couple of months, we see some very, very disturbing things, don't we? Um, I I wrote about this uh, on my, my own Facebook page and put it on the church's page. You know, there's a lot of people who are saying, oh, the pandemic is going to change us and we're never going to be the same because of the pandemic. And we're somehow going to learn and we're somehow going to change because of the pandemic. Folks, this is not the first worldwide pandemic that this world has faced Uh, There have been dozens of them. And in fact, this one, although it's a horrible pandemic, this one is one of the smallest in terms of casualties. Uh, There have been pandemics worldwide that have taken many, many more lives uh, than this one has. Uh, But this is the first time in our lifetime that we have seen one. And those pandemics didn't really change people back then. And I'm just here to tell you, even though it may sound a little bit like a downer, we can't expect a pandemic to change us because it won't. Um, And we see things that are happening during this time of pandemic that show that our hearts in humanity are not changed. I mean, if we look if we look at our neighbors to the south, even this morning, even live in real time, what do you see? The utter outrage and chaos uh, because there is a cry for justice that is happening that people just can't they can't uh, hold it anymore. And who knows where this is going to go? But what do you have in a time of pandemic? Um, you, you have a man who is out for a run and is tracked down by two men in a pickup truck and a shotgun, and he is gunned down in broad daylight with someone videotaping it. And this is for the world to see now. You have a man who is bird watching in New York City in Central Park who tells a woman who is white, of course, the, the three men that I'm about to talk about, or that I'm talking about, are all African American, and he tells a white woman to put her dog on a leash as per the rule, and she calls the police on him, with him recording it, saying there's a man, a black man, threatening my life. Folks, and, and the, the, the most recent one, we have four police officers who are, who are arresting a, a non-resistant man. Three of them have him pinned to the ground, and one of them has his knee on that man's neck for eight minutes in a chokehold while he's begging for his life, and his life is taken. And there is an outrage and a cry for justice when we see these things. Thank God we have the technology and the cameras so that now we can see it. But folks, this stuff was always there. This is the heart of man and this is the sinful heart of man. And a pandemic is not going to change our hearts. It is not capable of changing our hearts. Only God can change the human heart That is a message of the gospel. And lest we think that we're somehow the nice Canadians, look what's happening in our own nation, in our own province, in our own neighboring province. Folks, God sees these things. He sees seniors in these care homes who are neglected and abused and left in these decrepit conditions to perish God sees these things and we see these things and there is a cry in our hearts for justice. Our hearts are flipped on their heads when we see these kinds of things. I mean, if the military was not there in these care homes in Ontario and and Quebec, what, what, what was happening then? When the military wasn't there, now you've got thousands of military people, you've got hundreds into, into, into a couple of thousand of people in there and they're seeing these kinds of conditions and writing these shocking reports. Why do we do this? Our own materialism has caught up to us. Our own sin has caught up to us. And this is what we see in this time of pandemic. And these questions just flood our minds on this day of Pentecost. Where is the justice when will it come? God, what are you doing? All these questions, they bounce around in our heads over and over and over again. And reading the book of Acts in this time just accentuates this, just amplifies this more and more and more for us. The worst mass shooting in Canadian history takes place during the pandemic. And so what is this? This is exactly what Paul is talking about in this message to the Athenians. This is the crisis of delay. Look how he phrases it. He talks about the idolatry and the sin that that he, that he sees and that these people are living in. And he says this, bizarre, bizarre words when you think about them. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance. What have you read the New Testament, the Old Testament? Have you seen how God reacts in the Old Testament to this type of thing? In, and, and here Paul says in the past, God overlooked it. Wow, if that's overlooking it, what's looking at it? In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands, I wrote we there, he commands people everywhere to repent, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. The the implications of this are, are that we are in this time where people sin and all of us are affected by this, and all of us live in this, and that a time of justice is going to come that is even more intense than what we see God do in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, that was like overlooking. What's it going to be when this man of justice comes? The implications of what he's saying are staggering. People have the opportunity to repent. That means people have the opportunity to sin. He commands people everywhere to repent. That means people everywhere sin. We live in in the consequences of that. We live in in a world of sin and decay. That's what we live in in this time. It's the crisis of delay, and the delay is quite simple. The man of justice has not come yet. And that man is Jesus, he says. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. The man of justice will come. But until he comes, we are in this delay and we live life in this period of delay. And this day of Pentecost, 2020, we live life in this period, this time of of delay. And so here's what we try to do. And I have seen this uh, uh, for years, many years. I've been a Christian for 30 years, 20 of them I've spent as a pastor full time. Uh, and the other 10, I was very, very involved as a, as a lay person and leader in the church and all that. And I have seen this over and over again, how we try to find every possible way that we can get around this crisis of delay and believers do this and people who are who are Christ followers do this and what we try and do is we say well you know being a Christian and becoming a Christian means that God is going to make my life better and if I serve God he'll make my life better he will bless my life, he will prosper my life, He will heal my life. He will be glorified in my life. And these bad things that we see in the world and this moral evil that we see in the world and the suffering that we see in the world, I can be exempt from this because I am a Christ follower. And we have created that kind of Christianity. And what that is, is an attempt to deny the crisis of delay. And when it comes to reading the book of Acts and we see all these all these miracles and these signs of one and wonders and things that take place, we say, aha, if we just do what they did, if we just duplicate what we what they did, then we'll have it. Then we'll have cracked the code. Then we'll have the blessing. Then we'll see the miracles. Then we'll have prosperity. Then we'll have all the things that we want because God wants to bless us and he will make us shine by our blessing and our good lives and all of these things. And then more and more people will want to become Christians because they see that if you're a Christian, you're blessed. You just have everything that you want and it never goes badly for you. You never have difficult moments. You never go through periods of suffering. You're exempt somehow because the crisis of delay doesn't apply to you. And what we've done there is we've denied it and tried to find a way around it. Folks, I have prayed for hundreds into thousands of people to be healed. I have stood in lineups of people and put my hands on people and prayed for God to heal them. I have done hundreds and hundreds of hospital visits in my ministry. I can't even count them. There's so many. I have done dozens and dozens of funerals. And I can tell you from experience that people try any way possible to get around this crisis of delay. If we pray this prayer... If we quote this scripture, if we do it the way this pastor did it, the way this evangelist did it, the way this faith healer did it, then it's going to work for us. If we give this money to this ministry, then it's going to work for us and we'll have our healing and we'll have our deliverance and we'll have our prosperity and we'll have our nice life and our easy life and our good life and our blessed life. If we do it in such and such a way, read such and such a book, follow such and such a system, we can crack the code and get around the crisis of delay I wish it were true I wish there was a system I wish there was a way I wish there was a prayer I wish there was a scripture I wish there was a methodology I wish there was a book a potion that we could somehow concoct and stir together and God would meet our need every single time the way that we wanted and heal us and touches and delivers every single time we want But, you know, and I know that it does not happen every single time we want in every way that we want. Yes, God heals today. Yes, we should pray for God to heal today. Yes, we should. But does do these things happen every single time? No, they do not. And that is because of the crisis of delay. We long for what we don't have yet, but have in part. We long for what the book of Revelation calls a new heaven, a new earth, where the old order of things has passed away and a new order has come. We long for that order now and we want it now, but it's not here yet because the man of justice has not come yet he will bring that in so we try we try to find a way to get around the crisis of delay but we find that we are not exempt from the sin and the decay and the suffering that we see in this world we are not exempt but what are we we have the ability to walk through life forgiven by god We have the ability to walk through life with the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We can walk through life without the guilt and condemnation of our sin. We can walk through life with the hope of eternal life on the other side. What if, friends, what if, just just examine your heart for a moment you know paul's paul wrote to the corinthians examine yourselves if we were to examine ourselves on this day of pentecost 2020 What if in this life, the only thing that we had as a guarantee was that our sins could be forgiven by the almighty, not by a man, not by a priest, not by a pastor, but by the almighty, by God almighty. He could look at us and declare us holy and declare us guilt free and declare us shameless and declare us free from condemnation. And we wouldn't have the power of sin to overtake our lives. We could be free from its power and walk in holiness and walk in sanctification and begin this process of growth in our life and there was no miracles and there was no healings and there there was no prosperity and there was no blessing beyond that hey and when you when when you pass away you you are guaranteed an inheritance and a life with God beyond the grave, and we'll even put a resurrection body in there. What if that was it? What if there was no other guarantee that we had? Would we still serve God today? Or do we serve God, and are we Christians because we think that if we do, we'll get good things? This is not why we serve God. We serve God because he forgave us for our sin. If it was all about the good things and all about the extra blessings, then you would see the apostles writing about this in the New Testament. These are people who perform scores of miracles, signs and wonders, the likes of which I mean, we, it's difficult to explain them. Do you see Peter writing about that? Do you see Paul writing about that? almost nothing in fact when paul writes about the supernatural things that he experienced he's very very reluctant to do so why because the message of the gospel is not about avoiding the crisis of delay it's about how you live in that crisis and the crisis of delay means a whole bunch of things sin is everywhere if we'll put that slide on sin is everywhere it's everywhere and its fallout and its consequences are everywhere we can still therefore choose repentance see paul told that to the athenians he has appointed a day, but in the in the meantime, he has commanded people to repent. What is repentance? Repentance is not a work that we do for salvation. Repentance is a change of mind. It is a change of heart. It is a change toward your posture towards sin changes. And what you once loved to do, you now hate the the uh, amorous relationship that you had with sin now you do not like that relationship with sin anymore this is rip repentance and this is accompanied by faith when you repent you can't change yourself your attitude may change towards sin your heart may change towards sin but you can't fix yourself and when you have faith you exercise that faith in jesus your sins are forgiven he comes to live in you his presence lives in you he regenerates you and this process begins where you are changed transformed from the inside out we can still choose repentance justice exceeding the standards of the Old Testament is coming. People often read the Old Testament and say, wow, God is so mean, harsh, angry, violent, cruel. And here Paul says, back in that time, God overlooked it. Wow, what's going to happen when he looks at it? You're talking about a judgment that is coming that is going to leave no stone unturned. This is a judgment that is coming that is going to go across the globe. This is not a local thing. This is a global wide judgment that will come no i do not believe that this that this pandemic is part of it that is that that that, again this is a, a blip on the pandemic radar if you survey human civilization there's been a lot worse than this no i think the judgment that is coming when the man of justice comes is going to be much wider and much more pervasive and much more efficient than any kind of justice that we can ever imagine and that should give us comfort and reverence and fear at the same time because he has appointed that day and that day will come and that judge is Jesus and he will make no mistake the judicial systems that we have today pale in comparison to the judgment that God is able to exercise and execute say man this is kind of a this is kind of a downer for the day of pentecost you know well folks it's better to be sober uh, than to than to uh, create some kind of idea that's not true this is the time where we have to actually acknowledge and understand and live in what is true for the christian we are saved yes but we await salvation For the Christian, yes, we are redeemed, yet we await redemption. Yes, we are raised with Christ, and yet we await resurrection. We have the Holy Spirit, Paul says, as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. When we see these things, when we see miracles and signs and and wonders, and I have seen some. In 30 years, I have seen some. Not many, but I have seen some. When we see these things, these are... Are a deposit. This this shows us a glimpse of the future. This shows us a glimpse of what will happen when the new order of things comes, when the old order passes away, when there is no more death and decay or suffering or sin. This shows us a glimpse of this. These these acts of the Holy Spirit shows us a window into the future. And we have the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what will come. We know in part, Paul says. We see in part, but it's like a it's like a fuzzy reflection in a in a in a bad uh uh mirror. They used to use these pieces of metal as mirrors back then, and we see in part and we experience in part, but not in full. Full. and that's the tension that we live in that's the crisis of delay that we live in and so many of the questions that we have in life relate to that crisis we want what we can have then now and we don't have it why what is the reason for the delay and this is a really uh I mean, if you've been offended by what you've heard so far, I'm not sure how you're going to react to the answer that the Scripture gives here. But uh, there is at least a partial reason. I mean, no one knows the day or the hour. No one knows when the second coming is going to happen. We have all kinds of all kinds of formulas and games that we play with the Bible to try and figure it out. But we're wasting our time when we do so. Nobody knows. Nobody has the faintest idea. But what we do see. About the reason why the delay of the parousia, the coming of the Lord, why is there this delay? Well, uh, if you see what Peter had to say about it, and he's one of the one of the preachers uh, uh, in the Book of Acts that we have met in our in our journey together, uh, listen to this when he talks about the crisis of delay from Second Peter chapter three. Do not forget this one thing. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. And of course, we try and play mathematical games with this. That is not what the intent of the passage is. The intent of the passage is that God does not deal time in the same way that we deal time. He does not reckon time the same way. For him, a huge amount of our time is nothing in his time, and at the same time, uh, a small amount of time is like a large amount of time. It's a paradox. It's meant to say that God does not deal time the same way that we do. He does not reckon it the same way. He does not process it the same way. He doesn't understand it the same way. In fact, he's in. And out of time at the same time. Time is just a tool for God. He is eternal. He is not bound by time. He is not down, bound by space. A thousand years are like a day. Verse 9 the Lord is not slow. For us, it's a crisis of delay. But Peter says, no, he is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness no he is patient with you not wanting anyone anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance the same repentance that paul taught the athenians you see the reason partial reason for the the crisis of delay is that the love of god is so big and so pronounced and so vast that he does not want anyone to perish before the man of judgment comes. And he is waiting for more and more and more people to turn the corner of faith and come to him before he finally executes that judgment, before he finally brings in the whole change of everything. He is waiting. He is not slow. It is his love that causes him to wait. We see these things happen on planet Earth and something rises up within us and this call for justice and change rises up within us and these questions bounce around in the halls of our mind how much more pain do you think God feels when he sees what's happening in this world how much more urgency do you think God feels if we feel that urgency and yet we have this time that he has given us to choose repentance and he is waiting but there will come a time where even God can't wait anymore but he is waiting. And who's responsible to communicate the message of the gospel, the forgiveness of sins available through Jesus, our God and our Savior, died on the cross, rose from the dead, coming again? Who is responsible to communicate that message? We are the churches. When I say the church, I don't mean the institution, I don't mean the building. I mean, we, we're all complaining and we're all, when's our buildings going? When are our buildings going to open? Folks, in the book of Acts, they did not have such complaints. You know, we even get money if we want it from the government. Like churches can actually get money from the government. Do you think churches got money from the Roman government when the church started in the book of Acts? These people were on the run all the time. The persecution was so intense. These people lost their lives for the message of forgiveness of sins who's responsible to wield and custode and present and preach that message today it is the church it is us and this is the partial reason for the delay because we still have work to do uh, we planted this church almost four years ago with the vision with the purpose the purpose of this church is not to have cool Bible study. It's not to further educate people. The purpose of this church, and it's good, I like Bible study, I like to educate people, but that's not the purpose of this church. It's not uh, some sort of nice club uh, of, of Christians where you know we just kind of enjoy our, our company. That, that's That's good, but that's not the reason, that's not the purpose of any church. The purpose, the reason why we planted this church was to reach the one who's far from God so that together we would become passionate followers of Jesus. What is a passionate follower of Jesus? Ultimately, it's one who reaches the one who's far from God. Again, period of self-examination today, examining ourselves on Pentecost Sunday. Have you ever reached one who's far from God? Have you ever made a disciple. Some of Jesus's last words, go and make disciples of all nations. A disciple isn't someone who just prays a prayer on a Sunday morning in a church service. A disciple is a student, a follower of Jesus in a deep and meaningful and authentic and passionate relationship with him. A student at his feet. Have you ever done that in someone's life? Have you ever made a disciple? If you haven't, that, that's the crisis of delay, and we need to be about that business of making disciples in this world, of communicating the gospel message of forgiveness of sin to this world. This is the message that they preached in all of the book of Acts, and this is the message that we continue to preach today, and this is partially the reason for the delay. And so you have a purpose, my friend, you have a very specific purpose on this world, and that is to live out your life in an authentic and um, uh, as a disciple of Jesus, And if you're not even a follower of Jesus yet and you're just exploring this, well, you can find purpose and meaning in him. You can find the forgiveness of sins. You can let go of that guilt and condemnation of sin and you can be set free from its power so that you can live a life progressively learning to be sanctified and to walk holy that ultimately you would be like Jesus in your Character. This is the message of the gospel. And you can respond to that message and begin a relationship with God today. And for us who already have, we have to be about the business, about the purpose of the church. And that is to uh uh, spread the message of hope to this world that's what it is to worship god that's what it is to be a passionate follower of jesus these people in the book of acts couldn't help it they couldn't help but live out their lives they couldn't help but live out their faith and talk about their faith when they had opportunity they couldn't help it Um, there is a a picture i want to show you on the screen of one of the members of our church Uh, this is john keith and he um, is a taekwondo champion uh, from South Korea, uh, runs his own taekwondo studio, and um, so proud Uh, to see what has happened in his life. He's had to close his studio, at least uh, meeting physically, and does it on Zoom with his students and all that. But uh, Chunky is also trained as what they call here in Quebec, a preposé au bénéficiaire, which is a personal care attendant. And uh, as we have talked about today, in uh, scores of seniors' homes in Quebec there has been a neglect and, a, and an abuse of our senior population to the point that many of them have lost their lives. And I'm so proud to see Changki uh, uh, donning the, the, the gown of a preposeo bénéficiaire and taking that training and saying, you know what, I'm going into that senior's home and I'm going to be a blessing in a, in, a, a, in seniors' lives and I'm going to care for them and I'm going to love them, and I'm going to shine uh, for Jesus in that place, folks. That's what we're here for. That's the work of the ministry, and God sees those kinds of things. I'm so proud of the of the people in our church, and there are a few who who um, are out there serving in the healthcare. Uh, world and you're putting yourself at risk every single day but you're doing that because not not just because you need a job right there's something going on in your heart where god is motivating you to care for people who need care you see and this is a tangible expression of the gospel this is a tangible expression of christianity oftentimes the message that's preached is preached with actions before the words come And when people respect you because of your actions, they're going to be a lot more um, uh, predisposed to listen to you when you talk about Jesus being the motivating factor behind those actions that you were doing, you see. And this is what we're here to do. This is our purpose. This is what we're to do on earth. That is the worship of God. It comes out of a passionate relationship with God. It's not playtime. In this in that sense, it's wow, we have a purpose, a clear purpose to fulfill as followers of Jesus. The question is, are we fulfilling it? And that, my friends, is what the Pentecostal message is about. For so many years, we have taught uh, that the Pentecostal message is about tongues and languages. That is not the message of Pentecost. The message of Pentecost is that people have the power of the Spirit to be witnesses for Jesus. In Jerusalem, none of us live there. In Judea, none of us live there. In Samaria, none of us live there. And to the rest of the world, that's where we live. We are the fulfillment of the back end of Jesus's prophecy that the gospel would be preached in all the world and then the end will come. We are the back end and we need the power of the spirit, the ability, the able to do what we have to do to shine for God. And that's very fulfilling when you know that you are living in a way that you're worshiping God in what you are doing and what you are saying and how you are living. There's no life like that. There's no life like being set free from your sin and being able to live in this world to and to say, I don't need that addiction anymore. I don't need that destruction anymore. I don't need that lifestyle anymore. What I need is God. He is the fulfillment of my life. There's nothing like that. And we are the people who transmit that message. That's why you need the power of the Spirit, so that you have the ability to carry that message faithfully in your lifetime and to truly make disciples and reach the one. I just want to have a word of prayer with you before we finish up today. I'm just going to put some some music on uh, while we do that. And I want to thank, again, Simon and Terrence uh, for working so hard and preparing this week. And really, all of our musicians have done such an amazing job. Uh, in and uh, we're so proud to just see the gifts of people in action uh but i want to have a word of prayer with you today um that the 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 presence of god and the power of god uh, would be that open door for you and you and i would begin to see ourselves make an impact and see people come to god um, even through our lives so father i pray quite simply On this day of Pentecost 2020 that each person who is watching live now each person who will watch a recording or listen to a recording that you would fill each person with your Holy Spirit even at this moment even as people are sitting in their homes would you fill each person with your Holy Spirit that we would have the ability that we would have the zeal, that we would have the desire to see people come to Christ. Lord, that we would have a burden for our neighbors, friends, workmates, schoolmates, teammates. We would have a burden for people who do not know God and have not experienced the forgiveness of sins. And again, Lord, uh, we pray for your power to be made real in our lives, uh, in, in what we're doing. Lord, we pray for miracles to take place. We pray, uh, Lord, we, we need your power like never before in this time. And, uh, and And we pray for that to happen. And we are just so thankful, Lord, that we can call ourselves your children today. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today, and thank you so much for uh, joining in with us. And um, I would invite you in about 55 minutes to join us on our uh, Zoom call. You know, I believe that the Bible changes people's lives, and we've tried to make this fun, uh, this study of the book of Acts. And um, so we're going to do that in, in, at one o'clock. Uh, so please don't be late and get on that call. And we're going to see who wins the big prize. Uh, but it's just so much fun to be together. And I would invite uh, parents and adults, uh, just a special announcement today. Uh, we want to acknowledge people who are graduating, okay, uh, in this in this time uh, of, of pandemic, all right? And so maybe you have a child, Who's graduating from even as low as um, as uh, elementary school, and they're making the jump from elementary school to high school, or they're going from high school to Sejep, or they're going from SAJEP to university, or you're an adult and you've done some type of post-secondary degree, a, a master's degree, PhD, whatever it is. We want to celebrate you on a Sunday morning, and uh, I'd like you to 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 do that by sending us a photo of yourself or your child, and just put on it what they' what the graduation is and what they're moving on to and we're going to celebrate you on a Sunday morning service uh, on on video live and uh, that'll just be so much fun you know it's it's a significant moment in life and we want to do what we can to celebrate that and acknowledge that so please would you send us those uh, pictures today uh, you'll see an email from me you'll see an email from my wife. And uh, also, those of you who you may be brand new with us today, you're wondering if you can get on that Zoom call at one o'clock. Yes, you most absolutely can. But I need to send you the link. So if you register uh, by um, texting that, um, if you could put that announcement on the screen, if you register by texting, reach the one to nine zero 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 one thirty. I will get the information quick and send you the link. And who knows? you may win a brand new iPad. So God bless you, everyone, and I look forward to seeing you at 1 o'clock.